0: Welcome back to the 11th episode of the Decaf Show with Sid Moninkey. Today in our Friday Talks, we have an amazing singer songwriter, Brett Smith Daniels. Brett Smith Daniels has accomplished a lot in his time as a guitarist, moving back and forth between England and Canada. He was heading the relatively young Victoria rock band Endurance when he was 13 years old. He performed at Massey Hall when he was 14. He was pitching to CBC's Dragon's Den when he was 15. He performed in front of 4,500 people at an event which was held in Mexico City and he was just 19. At the age of 20, he jammed with Mike Taylor of the Rolling Stones and he was dubbed the future of rock and roll by Guns N' Roses drummer, Matt Soru. Welcome to the Recap Show, Brett. It's great to have you.
1: Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, it's, uh, it's great to chat.
0: Thank you so much for joining. We're going to have a great episode. So this is Sid, me, myself, Sid, and I have he along with me, my co-host.
1: Uh-huh. Hi, Ki.
2: Hi. Hi.
1: Hi. Hi there. <laughs>
0: so, yes. Uh, we, you told me that you have visited India before. When was
1: it? Uh, oh, long time ago, back in uh, 2014. Um, and I uh, went to a uh, um, place called, uh, you, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, so I'm, I'm deeply sorry, but uh, Udaipur in, in Rajasthan. Yeah, Udaipur. Yeah. Udaipur, yeah. Yeah, yeah. really, really, uh, really pretty place. Yeah, great. So, well, how how was the experience? How long were you here? Um, oh, probably about two to three weeks, I think. Yeah, it was, it's about uh, just over just over two weeks, I think.
0: Yeah. I mean, having so hot. I mean, considering the summer and Rajasthan is usually very hot.
1: Yes. Especially yeah. <laughs> no, it was. Uh, it was it was quite warm, uh, especially for me as an Englishman. But uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I enjoyed it. Though. Uh,
0: can you start uh, by, you know
1: where from yourself?
0: England
1: are you? Uh, oh, I'm f- I'm from uh, from a place called Dorset uh, n- near uh, near Bournemouth.
2: Oh, you are now living in Canada.
1: Yes, that's right. Yeah.
2: Okay. How did you shift from England
1: to Canada? Um it's a bit of a long story. Um, okay. <laughs> but uh in in in, uh, in short, um mm. my 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 mum is uh, is Canadian. She's from a place mm. called uh Vancouver Island. And uh I lived here for a little while when I was small, um mm-hmm. growing up. We had a family situation and, and we had to move here uh for a family member and then moved back to the UK in 2012 um, mm. and uh, shortly after that I was visiting uh, in, in 2015 uh, some friends in Canada and uh, I met a girl out here and, and as they say the rest is history I, I ended up um, moving back out here to be with her uh, about three years ago. Mm, okay.
2: Do you prefer it's
1: England awesome. or Canada? Oh tough question but I'm gonna have to say Canada. <laughs> going to have to say canada
2: <laughs> okay that's interesting
1: yeah so how
0: did music happen to you
1: um i it's uh, i mean i i i see from your instagram uh, it said that said that you were you're a guitarist yourself um that's yes. so uh yeah i would imagine in much the same way as as uh, as any musician really um <laughs> the family is, is very musical and uh, my grandmother uh recently retired from teaching the piano at uh, eighty-three years old. <laughs> wow. Um so it's uh, it was just a case of, you know, music was always around. Um both of my dad's sisters are, are musicians as well. Uh working musicians and uh Yeah, we yeah, we had instruments lying around. I got my first guitar age three. Um mm-hmm. It was, uh, it was a case that I just kind of begged them for one and until my nan, uh, my grandmother rather, she uh, mm-hmm. decided she was going to buy one for me and then I ate the silica gel packet because I thought it was salt, so I put it all over my uh, Christmas dinner. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. At the age of three? Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Back in uh, 1999.
0: Wow. So cool. Who is your favorite musician like who inspires you the most i i think you have uh, performed with a lot of uh, great artists but who among them
1: is your inspiration um i mean i i'm, I'm very very thankful for the opportunity to perform with with you yeah, everybody that i've played with in the past i will say that my my personal favorite um both as a as an artist and as a um, as a human being as well, as a guy called Brian May from Queen, um, followed closely by uh, a guy called Buddy Guy, um, who is, a, is an older blues musician. And they, those two are probably my favorite uh, musicians, full stop, just as, as people and, and as musicians, you know. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, tell us something about your journey so far. Uh, do you share some interesting stories in your journey, inspirations, struggles and achievements in the pursuit of your passion.
1: Oh boy! Um,
2: (laughs) Is that a long question? uh,
1: Well, it's uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. So I would say, uh, I'd say struggles. um, You know, I I've been very very fortunate, really, for the most part, and and I think it's important to recognise that. um, You know, even even uh, even just making a living out of it is a really big um, privilege, and so I don't I don't really consider it having been uh yeah a struggle at any point um so so far there's been times where it hasn't been as easy but um but it's it's definitely not uh not not something you know that i i should uh, complain about i think I, i'm very very lucky um the uh the highlights i, I think um for me um probably the, the highlight would be um well, a couple of highlights, really. Uh, when I was on uh, Dragon's Den uh, when I was 15, um, which is, uh, I'm not sure if you guys have that show out there, but it's, it's kind of, um, it's like a business entrepreneurial yeah. show. And uh, that, that was quite a lot of fun. Um, and just recently, um, uh, being on uh, BBC Radio 2 over in the UK, uh, that was a bit of a, a childhood dream come true. <laughs> um you know, having having my song featured on there, it was uh, de- def- definitely definitely uh, when I set out as a kid to uh, become an entertainer. That's that's kind of what I dreamed of doing. So um, the fact that uh, even in some small way, I've I've had that opportunity is is really um, it's very humbling. You know. Mm,
2: yeah. Um, did music come to you incidentally, or is it an acquired art for you? You bought um, your guitar when you. Uh, back in nineteen ninety nine, right? So, yes. uh, yeah. So, you learned music just because she gifted you the guitar, or did it come naturally to you? Um,
1: I I definitely think music, uh, as as Sid would know, because uh, I don't know, Keith. Do you do you play yourself, Keith? Or...
2: No, I I don't. But I would love, love to learn to play some a musical instrument he yeah. said promised me that he would teach me one day so i'm looking forward to that
1: that will be uh that'll be a great fun experience well, she didn't yeah. still didn't get an instrument so it's
0: impossible for me to teach her without <laughs> she having <an> the instrument
2: <laughs> i'll sure get one day
1: yeah no it's some um, well well music uh music came um fairly uh fairly easily um at at, at first uh it's definitely something i i had a natural uh interest in um but it's definitely not something that i think you can be naturally good at if that makes sense i think that uh that that in itself is somewhat of a mess and um yeah a lot of it is just just sort of hard work really i i will say i think uh you know being from a musical family um okay comes at a point of advantage because you can ask for music lessons from yeah, a relative was- yeah, yeah yeah um so so you know having my nan uh teach me piano when I was small um mm-hmm. was was very uh kind of enriching and, and beneficial mm-hmm. and uh yeah my dad plays a bit of guitar as well so he yeah. he taught me my first few chords and yeah, I, I, yeah, it's it, it's been a it's been a long slog to to get to uh, to being a professional musician, but but it's something I'm very um, you know. Every time I pick up an instrument, I'm very happy to to play and very, very thankful for for the the opportunity. You know,
2: mm.
1: yeah. just feel
0: great when you, you know, play an instrument. Like you could play it in any mood: if you're happy, or sad, or angry. Is this always makes your mood bright. Yeah. So, how do you manage your busy schedule? Like, I've been following on Insta, and you know, you I, you perform in Irish pubs and elsewhere. So, like, how do you manage your schedule? Uh,
1: well, as as you can probably tell, Sid, with uh, with my bad time management, there having uh, having missed the uh, the interview twice. I'm dreadfully sorry about that, by the way. Um, oh, I, I, I don't I don't, uh, I don't tend to handle my schedule uh, all that well really I'm, I'm the most disorganized uh, person in the world and if it weren't for uh, there being a calendar on my phone and alarms that I set myself and uh, of course my girlfriend uh, being very organized <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would probably have forgotten my head somewhere if I hadn't screwed it on properly um, but um, no, in all, in, in all seriousness, I think, uh, you know, a lot of musicians um, indulge uh, a little bit too much in uh, lifestyle outside of music. And it's really important to remember that, you know, it's a job. And so I, I, I drink decaffeinated tea on stage um, and uh, I I don't really drink. I don't smoke at all um, or, or do any drugs or anything like that. And uh you know I, I just just take care of myself as best i can because there's a lot of late nights and early mornings and yeah it's just uh just a case of doing that and and really you know pacing yourself as well if you've been working four days on the trot and uh you know you've been up late till sort of two three in the morning just making sure that you get some time a day or so afterwards just just to recoup just a little bit so that you're you're ready to go when you have to work again
2: um what
1: I as I'm stilling down from space I look to earth to see my face and all the things I got wrong before I left this world behind the limitations of my back the chains I bought
2: instruments do
1: you play apart from guitar uh well uh <laughs> i'm a i'm a dreadful pianist um <laughs> but uh but I, I try my best my my younger brother uh blake is a is a phenomenal uh piano player and I, i'm very 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 envious of him but uh myself uh I, you know I, I i tinker with the piano uh i would say my second instrument is is harmonica Um, And then, of course, I sing as well, but I would describe that as a professional necessity, really, um, if I'm honest. Yeah, I love singing. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I Mm -hmm. I definitely feel like I wouldn't uh, have sought out uh, singing if it weren't for the fact that it's easier to work as a singer.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sid sent me your uh, unreleased song.
0: Oh, yeah. I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. You sound good. So (laughs) cool. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> When's the release
1: date? Uh, that, yeah, that one's uh, August twentieth.
2: Okay.
0: I'm sure you're uh, excited.
2: You'll spread the word too. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very excited for that. I think it's going to be, um, you know, just just lovely to put music out again. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, my last song, uh, "Teenagers from Mars," came out in January, and I, I had hoped to put this one out a little bit sooner. But uh, obviously, uh, with the the pandemic ongoing, it's been uh, been a little tricky. You know,
0: what was the process like? Like, you know, initially, how did you start?
1: Um, for for Blinded, um. And to be honest, that's the newest song on the album. Uh and what what happened was um I uh was watching the news about two or three months ago and um it was when that devastating uh conflict happened between uh, Israel and Palestine. And um you know, I I I, I don't take a side in the, the political aspect of it, um, but uh I, I thought it was dreadful to see on both sides of that, um, people living in fear of, you know, attack from the other side and especially children. Um, and I, I really um, was, was quite deeply affected by that emotionally. That night I went to my uh, rehearsal space and the song just kind of came out of nowhere. And uh, I had my recording equipment with me. So I threw up a couple microphones and by the end of the night I had the rough draft finished. And then by the end of that week, I had the, the song done. Um one one thing I should say about that is that uh fifty percent of uh the the money from that song is going to a charity uh in the Middle East called Children of Peace, um, which is uh, it's a peace initiative between uh Israel and Palestine. And uh it's it's a um completely uh, nonpartisan, uh, you know, apolitical uh, movement is yeah, it's nothing nothing to do with the, the politics. But what it does is it funds uh, co-ed education uh, for children on both uh, sides of the conflict to try and build trust between uh, the next generation. Um, and uh, so yeah, basically, you know that's fifty percent net. So basically, anything that doesn't pay for the song to have been produced itself, uh, you know, because I don't make a lot of money out of it. Um, is uh, is is going to uh, is going to that and and supporting that cause, um, and I, I'll probably put a little bit more about that on uh, on socials over the next few weeks as as that all unfolds.
2: Have you ever busted in any London Tube station? Yes. You <laughs> have. <Well>, wow, <laughs> that's nice.
1: Yeah. No, I I, I actually um I mean I, I I was very fortunate very early on in my career uh mm-hmm. to to perform uh at the Massey Hall in Toronto in Canada and um did the uh the Dragon's Den show and then and then I hit a bit of a career slump and I kind of started over when we moved back to England in 2012 and from that point on uh until 2018 I was a regular busker so um I, I've never been inside the tube stations to bask, um, but I did live in London for a while, and I was a pretty regular busker in a place called Kingston on Thames, um, and uh, another place called Camden, uh, which is in North London. Um, but yeah, busking is a great experience. I'd really urge any performer um, of any kind of skill level to 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 go out and and, and give it a go because it's it's the best experience you can have as a as a growing musician, you know.
2: Yeah. How do people react when
1: you do that, when you <sighs> Sometimes really well. Um and and sometimes uh not so well. And I think that's that's part of the um part of the uh you know, the name of the game. Um I I have been spat at while while performing before. Um so, you know, it's not it's not always um the the easiest uh, gig, so to speak, but uh, but it but it's something that's you know overall very fulfilling experience and, and something I'm, I'm grateful for for having had the chance to do.
0: What is the major breakthrough moment of your career? Oh.
1: Um i think uh i think to be honest you know I, i'm still still waiting for for, for what would be described as a, a breakthrough moment but mm. um in uh in 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 the context of what i've done so far um i definitely say that uh the uh the experience um when i was fifteen of of going on that uh, dragon's den was a was a huge uh breakthrough for me mm. Um, mainly because, you know, we got on the, the TV, the the show went out to about 5 million people and, um, that, that obviously is a 15 year old seemed like it would be, um, you know, the, the biggest thing ever. Of course, the reality is that, you know, you, you get on one of those, um, you know, reality TV, uh, programs and the, the attention lasts for about five minutes and then, and then, and, you know, and then you just keep building. And I, I think, um, one thing I've learned if I if I uh was to say anything about uh you know following music to anybody that uh, might be listening that's considering it as career, is that you're always gonna have um, dips and peaks and yeah, you, know, you might have a few uh flashy sounding things that you've you've undertaken in, in the past. Um but it doesn't necessarily mean that you won't be um yeah you know, back at square one at some point and that's all part of the game so i i think uh you know other than that my, my probably my my proudest moment um of my career was uh, there's a canadian songwriter by the name of uh, randy barkman and um he, uh, he he was quite well known over here back in the 70s and 80s i i grew up listening to him in the early 2000s and um i got to know him a few years ago cuz I, I know his son um quite well and uh by chance I got offered a, a gig with him and, and we got on stage and um there's a song uh Taking Care of Business by uh, his band Backman or Overdrive and um we were in the middle of playing that and he turns to me and says you take this solo and that for me was a, a really big thing because I'd grown up listening to that guitar solo and trying to emulate it and um being able to Actually play that with the guy that, that wrote it was uh, it was a real humbling experience
2: um you talk about tips and beats right um have you ever considered quitting when you do when what when what you do doesn't always turn out the way you want it to
1: um yes yeah yeah i i, I have i think every musician has at some point right. and um i i feel like it's uh, it's important um hmm. That um, you know that we that we uh, just take stead at that point and and just remember that you know no matter what you end up going through um in your career, uh, yeah. it's it's always just really important to to hang on because those who hang on longest tend to be the most successful.
0: That's that's true actually. Uh, it feels the same. I I can relate to that. Plus. If you were not, you know, a musician, what would have you been? Uh,
1: honestly said, I, I I really don't know because I am absolutely useless at everything else. <laughs> 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 I uh, yeah I, I my dad often jokes that I I probably couldn't tie my own shoelaces if it weren't for uh, for for the ability to to draw a living out of music. I was a bartender <laughs> for a while, um, and uh, the uh, the the phrase of the um, Chaps that I used to serve in the pub, bless them, was crap on the uh, bar and okay behind the guitar. <laughs> um, so it's you know, and uh, yeah, I've, I've done other uh, jobs in the past. I, I worked as uh, effectively a, a janitor for a nightclub for a while, um, just clearing glasses and uh, and you know we sweep the floor at the end of the night. And um, prior to that, I did some dishwashing when I was in my teens and. Yeah, I prob- I probably could have done um, yeah like a, a minimum wage type type job over here, but I'm I'm so thankful that um, that I've been able to pursue something that I love doing for a living. You know. Yeah.
2: Making a profession out of your fashion is always the best.
1: Yes. Yeah. No. It's, some, it's, it's something I'm very very grateful for.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, how would you describe the music that you typically create?
1: uh it's a it's a good question kate um i i to be honest uh i'm still trying to figure out what what my uh what my niche is uh so to speak um obviously the uh the city Life ep that's on uh, spotify is uh it's a little bit softer and a bit more uh kind of retro um the teenagers from mars is a bit uh more heavy um and then something like blinded is a bit more um Almost kind of country ish in some ways so i i, I feel like um you yeah, know i uh, i I create music with with because that's what I play, and um you know whatever comes out comes out really i I don't really have a a set <clears throat> kind of genre that I, I adhere to i am uh, I am of course limited to uh, what my voice is capable of, so you. yeah I try and stay in those confines. <laughs>
2: Um, I asked, what is your favorite song right
1: now? The one you're jamming to. Oh, um, favorite current songs. Um, there's a couple, uh, by some uh, absolutely fantastic um, modern artists. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of Declan McKenna out there. Uh, so he's an English songwriter. I don't know him personally, but he's a friend of a friend. Um, and uh, he, he's got a song called Be an Astronaut, which I think is fantastic. Um, and then the other one that I can't get out of my head is uh, Do a Leaper Levitating. Um, yeah. uh, I think that's an absolute banger.
2: <laughs> Everybody in the world right now is jamming
1: it's to that song. Spending. Yeah, if you just open your Instagram,
0: it's, that's that's one song it keeps playing. Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. What's your favourite venue to
2: perform?
1: Um, yeah, it's an interesting question. I think I think overall, um, yeah. If I was to say my <clears throat> the venue my heart is most connected to, it's a place called the Cavern Free House in South London, um, and that's where I used to work behind the bar when I was a student. And uh, on, honestly, um, not not just not just because I love the venue, but because I you know the chap that runs that Noel uh, Noel Nevin lovely lovely guy and his son Gary as well uh, they really took me under wing at a very difficult time um, for me and uh, I just met my girlfriend and I was really uh, quite hard on my luck financially and they they offered me a job and taught me how to pull pints and um, I worked there on and off for about three years and uh, I was visiting back in the UK um, a few months uh, after I'd moved to Canada, and uh, he threw me a massive bone um, because uh, Mickey Moody from the original uh, White Snake back in the 1980s uh, actually regularly plays at that pub. And um, Noel very kindly arranged for me to uh, be able to be on stage with him, and, and that, you know, of course, is a, a big big deal for me because i grew up listening to white snake um especially things like here i go again that, that he played on and uh yeah so so I, I i really i really feel like you know for a number of reasons that's my favorite venue not not just that but you know the crowd there is lovely and i have so many good memories there uh, a, a close second i will say is the irish times pub that uh, i'm currently playing at uh, every thursday night um those guys have been really really good to me this year because even in the midst of the pandemic, they've tried their best to keep musicians employed, and I really appreciate that.
0: Ask about uh, the podcast, every podcast I love is dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was. I mean, when I when when I first talked to you regarding this podcast, and then next week, uh, Nolan Gunther agreed uh, agreed for a chat on his podcast. Later, yeah, when this episode released, like the schedule, which he posted on Insta, I saw your name. I was like, oh, the world is too so small.
1: I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy, isn't it? How, how was your experience on this? Sid? I, I thought he was fantastic myself. You,
0: <laughs> it was fun. Uh, Nolan was talking, like we I, actually talked about, you know, music. Apart from that, there was, Indian dishes and the one which he already tried it was fun uh, your bonus episode released right now right I mean around two days ago
1: yes yeah yeah that's right yeah I, th- I think he popped uh just just the interview up um and then the I think he popped me in there a couple of weeks ago for a couple of snippets of that interview as well but yeah it was a, a lovely experience and you've you've piqued my interest now Sid what are your favorite dishes?
0: <laughs> so what are... I love sambar. Sambar is a, a, a side dish. It's an Indian dish, and dosa is again an Indian dish. So if you happen to visit India, you should definitely try it.
1: Did, yeah, I, I I heard dosa in there. Did, was that was that what you said? Dosa. Dosa. Yeah, I yes. I I've seen love dosas. It's uh, it's, You've yeah, tried delicious. It? Yes, yeah, no. I I spent uh, spent quite a lot of time there trying the food, and and mm-hmm. honestly, uh, my when I was uh, about eighteen, my my bandmates would often make fun of me. I, I lived with a band for a while, and uh, I, I'd have curry and uh, and and dosas and mm-hmm. samosas and stuff about three or four times a day. <laughs> <laughs>
2: nice. yeah. Uh, no,
1: Nolan, Nolan didn't try dosa because he didn't want
0: to, <laughs> you know, <he> use his- a. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh he's missing out. That's the best.
0: <laughs> What's your
1: favorite dish um i would say i would say dose is pretty close uh i I quite like uh the chana masala as well. I probably butchered the uh the pronunciation of that so i apologize but um yeah uh, the is it, uh, i oft i often see it labeled as uh is it Punjabi choli my, yeah, my, yeah. yeah, my, my pronunciation is really bad. But I, I love that. I'm a huge fan of uh, of chickpeas. So. Uh,
0: this is quite a quick game. It's called This or That. Uh, you're supposed to select one among the two options which we get. Of course. Yes. So first off, uh Netflix or uh, TV shows. I mean, not really Netflix or TV shows. That's stupid. Netflix or YouTube.
1: Um, I'm going to go with YouTube. I think it's more interesting.
0: (laughs) Next one, dogs or cats?
1: Um, I can't answer that one. I love both dogs and cats. I I think, I think I might have to give a slight edge to dogs, uh, because I have a soft spot for them, but I do love cats as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dogs are cute, but cats are cute too, but sometimes I, I have bad experiences. (laughs) <laughs> I just
1: My nan does too. She's petrified of them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Coffee or tea?
1: Uh, well, at the moment, I'm drinking a nice cup of breakfast tea. Um, but uh, English,
2: I, I should have assumed
1: that. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't really know that tea is English, is it? I think we stole it from elsewhere. But
2: <laughs> India.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, but... Um, uh I think uh I think overall I'm I'm more of a coffee person uh person mm-hmm.
2: Okay, then it comes to coffee, iced or what?
1: Oh definitely iced. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Beach or mountain? Oh definitely the beach. Yeah, I'm a beach yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: <Beach, okay. laughs>
1: Winter or summer? I'm Yeah, I'm definitely a summer person. Summer at the beach with a nice coffee. <laughs> good choice. And a, a dosa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, there's that, a funny question. I mean, if you could be the CEO of any company, what company would you choose?
1: That's a really good question, actually. I'd I'd love to work for uh, for Fender or for Gibson. I think I think those would be uh, be yes. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> same answer. Fender any day. Yeah, and it is Gibson
0: too. <laughs>
1: I yes. I'm kind i have kind of my heart my loyalty's a bit split between the two because I I my first love was Fender, but at the moment I'm on uh, on Gibsons all the time at gigs. So it's. Uh, it's, it's hard to hard to pick, but but either or I think they're both fantastic. That's great.
0: What cartoon would do you wish you could live in a week?
1: Oh, oh actually, yeah. So there's this old cartoon, uh, which was I think it was Canadian and it was based on the life of Gene Simmons, uh, from KISS and it was called My Dad's a Rock Star and he actually voiced uh the, the lead uh actor in, in the in the show so it was a, a parody of his life um and i used to watch that as a kid and i, I think that'd be a neat one to live in for a week
2: <laughs> if you'd like to collaborate with any musician right now who would it be
1: uh i mean i uh I, i'm very very envious um a friend of mine uh well i say friend very loosely an acquaintance of mine from uh, from university um got the opportunity to to play in the uh in the Declan McKenna band uh and I, I I think he if I was to pick any songwriter that uh I I really look up to right now despite the fact he's actually a few years younger than me um I'd love to collaborate with him and uh yeah he's 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 just absolutely fantastic if you guys haven't checked him out I'd really uh, really urge you guys to he's pretty special
2: okay, sure. <laughs>
0: here's an interesting question what would be your strategy for the zombie apocalypse
1: um well i mean we've all kind of lived through uh through something which i think resembles our strategy for that the last year or so and uh so i would probably just keep doing what i've you know up until very very recently with the uh the reopen here i would probably just keep staying at home and uh, you know having rice and beans every day and, and growing my food on the deck. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I just, uh, before we uh, wrap up, I wanted to say I hope you guys are both keeping safe over there at the moment.
2: Yeah, yeah, we are. Uh, I'm fully vaccinated, by the way. So that's that's great. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Well, I still have my three months left because I got affected by COVID and you can't uh. vaccinate yourself. Oh, three months so my three months would end uh during second week of august so till then i'm
1: safe i hope so i uh, i wish you the best of luck with that so i i'm really sorry to hear you had covid i hope you're okay
0: yeah i'm fine completely fine
1: how are you how how's your place and we've been v- very 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 lucky here um I, I i knew quite a few people that passed away in the uk unfortunately but um in canada um touch wood uh we we haven't uh <clears throat> haven't haven't known anybody um as of yet that, that seems to have fared that badly um which which yeah i'm very very grateful for because i recognize that that's yeah immense privilege to be in a place where where it's not been quite so uh so full on
0: thank you so much for joining us.
1: oh well yeah. thank you very much for having me you guys have been great This
0: time you didn't perform, but next time you have to.
1: Oh yes, yeah. Even
0: if it even if it wakes your neighbors up,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I certainly will.
0: Sure. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, thank you. You guys have a great week. Sure, you you too.
2: too. Thank you so much.